You know how we do it. Welcome to another episode of P.S. Panic Room. And you know we always have fire guests, and this week ain't no different. So uh, sit back, relax. She coming in a second, but let me go and do my thing. So this is the viewer comments I always say, because you know y'all leave all kind of comments, and these are comments that my crew gets for me, and I got to read them and stuff. So um, let's go with it. And before I start, thank you so much for supporting this, uh, the show, man. I, when I'm down the street walking around, y'all tell me y'all love the show. Remember, it's Pierre's panic room. Don't be saying, I love you in the panic room. No, it's Pierre's panic room. My name got to be mentioned first, but I don't even hear you, okay? You say, I like your Pierre's panic room. I'm like, no, I do it. It's Pierre's panic room, all right? All right, I appreciate it. All right, so let's start it off by some viewers. Okay, this is from, oh, damn, this is when I did my, my demo for my, remo, demo, the um, renovation for my uh, father's house. Kwani B says, loving the process, hooking your father's house up, and you always been funny too. Kwani, I appreciate it. Kwani Beats, I appreciate that, man. Or, or young lady, I don't know what Kwani, what Kwani is, but whatever it is, I appreciate it. You're a fan and I appreciate that. All right, Juice Planet says, Fence tall as fuck. Really? Okay. Did you check with the county first or Google it? Really? That's what we're doing? You're just not going to just enjoy my damn, uh, my fence? You're going to talk about, trust me, brother, unless you a snitch. You, you, probably, you probably a fence snitcher too, boy. You like a fence snitcher. That's what person right there. Um, all right. Mr. Rabbit and Company says, yo, big bruh, you were very inspirational. I appreciate that. Thank you so much, man. I couldn't do it with a lot of people, man, around me. Trust me. Trust me. My inspiration comes from people around me who keep pushing me. So I think I inspire you because I've been inspired by my friends and people who, who support me. So thank you all so much. Keep the comments coming. I'm going to read them. And you know what? And uh, this week has been pretty nice. You know, sometimes y'all be dogging the hell out of the brother. All right, y'all. I'm excited. Got this young lady. I finally cornered this young lady, man. Good Lord, y'all. Um, it's so funny. Like, you sometimes you don't know about a person until, you know, you see him around. I see her a lot of times in Hollywood. We run into each other. Always love. But I, until I had to do the research with my crew, I was like, damn, this girl has done a whole bunch of things. I'm so whack. I didn't even know she was a, the, the, the person on Living Single, the, the dance in the intro, man. But we're going to talk about all that. Give it up for the one and only and the lovely Miss Big Leh. Hey! And still looking young. And still looking good. Listen, I keep telling everybody, right? I'm trying to put my foot on Father Time's neck and keep Mother Nature in a headlock. You're doing it. You know how we Damn, do. Damn, look at you. Look at you flying flat and fancy. Look at you. You got to stay ready. You can't get ready. You got to stay ready. I'm, well, I'm excited about having you. I really am. I truly am. You're a good person. Let me tell you. I'm telling everybody. She's a good person. There's been a lot of good people, but when I see her, she's always showing love, man. So I really want to thank you for that. That's why I really was excited about having you on my show. And can I say I'm so happy for you? Because we've been friends. Yeah, like a long the, time. What, almost 30 yeah, years yeah, even yeah. though we're like 27 but you right, know, well, before yeah. life and in the <laughs> and <laughs> yeah. I'm so proud of you and your journey and all that you've been oh, doing thank you. so congratulations thank you, thank you. well we know we, we it's funny when people call me an OG I'll be feeling like, oh, right, like, it feels right, weird right. But I'm like you know and I hate when the young boys tell me, you know, you know, you're OG. I'm like, nigga, I'm hollering the same girls you hollering at, nigga. Oh, hello. <laughs> oh, I'm, 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 okay, okay. I got the J still. Okay, I ain't there that old nigga. Okay. <laughs> but uh, all right. So, so let's start it off. Your 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 life. Um, you're from uh, you're from New, uh, New York, right? I'm from Queens, Queens, New York, East Elmhurst, Jackson Heights. I grew up with like Kid and Play. DJ Wiz, wow. uh, Positive K, and I graduated together from high school. Right, like, right We've yeah. all literally grew up on the handball courts playing the jams and whatever when like kid and play we're in that group the super love mcs like we're you know they're my right. sister's age but 
we all, since we were kids, so Herbie Lovebug, everybody. Wow. Love so, so what was the structure of your home? Like, did you have sisters, brothers, mother, father in the house at the I same time? I have an older sister. We're four years apart. Okay. Um, of course, obviously, my parents started off married, and then right. I think after like 13 years, they got divorced. And so we literally only moved like three blocks away from my father's house. So I got to see him. Right. All the time. How old were you when they got the divorce? I was two, so I made my sister oh, like two. Six. Okay. Yeah. Okay. You but you remember young. everything, like oh, yeah. you know, my father. Unfortunately, rest in peace. Mm -hmm. But was very violent. Alcoholism got really? into him. Yeah. Oh, yeah and yeah. Um, oh, you know, yeah. it was one of those things. And I remember the day before we left, like it was just crazy. I remember him putting hands on my mom. Uh, my mother still has this hot water bottle that she had. Um, still in the house that she had to use, you know. Wow. Like, I can't even tell on her business, but, no, 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 you know, no, this no. is the family structure, you know. D now, let me ask you, we're going to go further and come right back. Being in relationships, have you ever been, I'm saying, but like seeing that traits of that in a man and say, you know what, my father did that, I, I better back up. Or, oh, you know what I'm saying? Did you ever yeah. been in around a relationship like that? No. No? No. Nope. I think even though I was close to both my parents, I've never wanted a man like my father, but I don't have those daddy issues because my father and I were really, really close. Monique. That's your friend. Right, 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 right. Go ahead. You know, but I, I've never, I've never wanted a man like my father, even though I have the utmost respect for him sure, and stuff. But sure. my father was a little antiquated, you know what I mean, in regards to old school ways. Um, he had like a eighth grade education, so he, even though he worked as in the steel mill and stuff like that. My mother was like the one you okay. know, that I saw her go through nursing school, raised both me and my sister, wow, went nice. to get her master's, all these things. And so that to me is what I actually look for in a man. It's somebody who is there to take care of their family, somebody right. who does what it takes, somebody who's respectful. You know what I mean? Not, like, nice, nice. Now, are your families, because a lot of times in New York, a lot of people are like from Jamaica, are you a regular black American? Everybody thinks I'm from the island. Yeah, yeah. No, 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 my family's father? from Augusta, Georgia, and I'm born and raised in New York City. Wow, okay, mm -hmm. okay, wow, wow. No, that's, that's, that's interesting, that's interesting. Okay, so I'm interested. So you grew up in, the, let's say the 80s. You were, you know, early 80s-ish, like that. Because right, my point right. is, did you remember... Only thing I know about Queens, I hate to say it, is well, I know there were some rappers, but the Supreme Team. Did you was you around that of time? Of course, of course, right, of right, course. Really? Yes, pull all of them. Um, you know the Disco Twins. That definitely was my era, the birth of hip hop. There was USA Roller Skating Rink, and if you lived in Queens, I never partied in Queens. It's like you would dip to the city. So I'm part of the New York City era where the graffiti's were all over the train. The Israelites were like on 42nd Street right. preaching. The break dancers were doing their thing, and so all the MCs, the late night jams. You know, plugging into the lamppost right, and all right, that stuff. That's right. my era. But er, I don't mean that's the pre. I mean the gangster Supreme team. Oh well, those boys. I, yeah, you were talking about some dancers. Oh, yeah, 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 they were yeah, firing yeah. off, pop, pop, pop. So I remember reading that kind of stuff. Well, about I knew them. of them, right. but that wasn't my life. Like I was a okay. chick who was in brownies and Girl Scouts for seven years, okay, that's and what I'm like in gymnastics for like a hundred years. Right, so my right, mother right. kept me, other than the handball court. I was really structured life. So. You, were you a tomboy? Absolutely. That's really? how I got into gymnastics. It's like I hung out with a bunch of boys. I'm uh -huh. still a tomboy. And if you ever look at my IG page, I'm climbing all ropes and jumping off of shit all the time. I've seen it. I've seen that. And my, um, that's how I got into gymnastics is that my would tear stuff up around the house. I was climbing trees. My mother put me in a trampoline class. The guy was like, she's really good. She needs to go to the other Y for right. the gymnastic team. And right. within a year, I was competing in national competitions. So. Now... You know, we keep it real on this show. Um, you've always had a fine, structured uh, body. Thank you. Um, how did you avoid not pregnancy or or uh, getting <laughs> niggas hooked up on you? Because at 13, 14, if you were gymnastic and the way you was built, 
How did you not get caught up with it? Is it you Listen, know? I was wearing I'd holler at you at my age now. <laughs> shit, okay. I'm like, seventeen year old girl right now. Listen, I was wearing a bra in like the third grade. Yeah, okay. So I was traumatized. Like guys would like pull my bra strap and call me bubonic boobs. And then being like the tallest gymnast or the tallest girl in the class. You know sure. how they used to line you up and you'd be like the back of the line. And same thing in gymnastics. I was the only black girl. I was the biggest black girl. Mm -hmm. And so when your body is on display, oh, literally, yeah. I, my whole life has been spent in a leotard on a balance beam. But believe it or not, I was really shy about my body. I didn't take a t-shirt off at the beach until I was like a senior in college. Really? Mm-hmm. You, know, you was hiding all them goodies, girl? I was hiding all, because somebody good. called me like a linebacker and like more muscles than me. And so I got oh, really like self-conscious about it. And so I was, I remember being at a Greek picnic at Jones Beach in Queens. Sure, sure. And one of the guys was like, I was so hot, I had to take my shirt off. They were like, damn, yeah. you look good. And then I never, you can't keep clothes on me now. I love it. I love you went from shy to fuck that. Look at this. It's on display, but back up. You can look, but don't touch. Nice. Nice, nice. Okay, so like you said, you went to school, some people just rattled off. Like, um, how was it going to school? Like, or being in an area where like Kwame, I think Kwame, you went to school? Kwame. Mm -hmm. Kwame, you're talking about Kid and Play, Positive K, he's, you know, he's a comedian now. He wants to be, he used to do a comedy. Yeah, I don't yeah, know, what yeah. the hell wrong with you rappers want to do comedy all the time? Okay, T.I. and the rest of y'all. Um, <laughs> so, but how was it? Did you, did you, how can I say it? Was it like a, because I remember when I first came to California in the 90s, the vibe was great. All the comedy actors and comedians who hung out and mm -hmm. it was fun. We, you know, we, we kind of cheered each other on, like, oh, you know, could see somebody doing something. Was that the same thing when you're growing up in Queens? You see people rapping and say like, oh yeah, was it animosity? Was it cool? Was y'all no, trying to no. be together? No, like, no, it that? was all love, like seriously, because really? we all knew each other and then everybody would hop the train and go like, because there was so many performances at Latin Quarter or, you know, Skate sure. Key or wherever. So we'd see each other and mix in with the other boroughs and all that other stuff. So, but we all went to the same schools, the same high schools. So, I mean, I lived not too far from Nas and the projects over there in Long Island City and in Queensbridge and all that stuff. So everybody was around each other all the time. And then, you know, it was all about the Lee jeans, the right. name oh, belt, the members man. only jacket, the button up eyes, eyes, like the fresh, the style, the sheepskin coats, right, the right. name rings, like right, all of that right, stuff right, was right. everybody being fresh in the hallways at school. You had your crew, right? It was all about a crew back then, so. But they always act like Harlem was a, was a fashion joint. So what was it with New York? Was y'all following Harlem? Was Harlem really the flash and flash fly dudes? I mean, and girls. Every, but see, when you, Harlem was dope, you know, okay. and I think they probably rocked their minks and their furs more than we did. Like we okay. probably was, everybody was doing sheepskins and leather right, and right, 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 jackets. Time, right. But I think really it was uptown Harlem where they were really coming with like the mink and the fox and the gangsters and all. Right. Like they were really, really doing it. And then all the gangsters and queens and stuff would come later right. on with like all the fur. Um, did you, I felt you were, were you sheltered a little bit or not really? No, yeah. not at all. Not at all. So you was out there with them in all the situations. So you would go do dance, because I have a friend of mine, um, good friend of mine, he used to be a part of a dance crew back before mm -hmm. your time, he said, back like maybe like he danced in the 80s. Mm -hmm. So you, you might came more in the 90s. And he was telling me um, that they would have like ciphers and go to like part like shows and stuff. They'd actually do crews against each other. Did you ever get into a rap a dance crew or were you? No, 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 no. Even though like I was a latchkey kid, right? Okay. So when you're in New York and you're a latchkey kid, that means you take the train, the bus, you cooking your own food and you're right, doing right, everything so. probably at the age of like seven. So all Damn. that independent stuff really is happening because yeah. your parents are working two jobs. Well, true I get it, I get it. If you come from a single parent home, then your mom is doing two jobs and like right. calling in or got the neighbors looking in on you. So, and even though I was structured with gymnastics and, and in school, I still was able to bounce around and you know, as long right. as I get into trouble, I was good. But as far as like a dance crew, what people don't know is that my dance background is not trained. 
My own, the only thing that I'm trained in really is gymnastics. So everything about me is gymnastics first, dance is second. Mm. So I never even got into a crew, but I discovered like, of course, obviously hip hop and being around and seeing Crazy Legs sure. and Mr. Wiggles and everybody, you know, break dancing and stuff. But when house music started to come around and then, you know, we'd been house music for me. I love house music too. No, like that's it. Really? So I'm a house dancer first, then I'm a hip hop dancer. What's so, it? Rock your body, shock your body, whatever. Move, jack your body. Jack your body, my bad. <laughs> Rock and shock it. I'm like, oh, jack, I said, oh, jack your body. Your body. There you go. Hell yeah, okay. Okay, okay. Um, but even younger, like because you were at the roller skating rinks, you'd watch everybody battle. And so I was still a little intimidated then because I was a little younger. That was probably like seventh, eighth, ninth grade for me. Okay. Um, but I like got the feels, but I never saw girls. So it wasn't until like Makes you sense. started going into house music and some of the other hip hop clubs that like I started to see maybe a couple of girls who were doing some of the popping and the locking. But it was when house music, there were girls like Marjorie Smart, um, Hi-Hat, who's Missy's choreographer. Like we all oh, came wow, up okay. together and we mm -hmm. suddenly just like were battling the circles. And then I realized nobody was doing gymnastics. Nobody would flip, not even the guys. So then I started flipping on that ass. Really? And then nice. it was just right, like, right, okay. yo, who's that? Right. And then that's how work started for me. But this wasn't really until it was early 90s and then all the discovery came kind of like after college. Okay, okay. So, so after college, so you went to a college, I'm, I'm, predominantly white college, right? Am I mistaken? Yeah, yeah, Springfield College. Right, and you were on the gymnastic team and pretty much the only black girl on the gymnastic team? Or Don't was another listen. One? I was on a full gymnastic scholarship. I got into a five-year master's program for sports medicine and physiology. But um, I was the only black girl in the region, in the state, doing gymnastics. Even growing up in YMCA, there might have been one or two other black girls, but it was not a black or Latino sport at all. So I was like the only face that you saw, and maybe another girl, Jody Brockington, um, who was another black girl that we would compete against each other, but everybody so, didn't look so like So you was only chocolate chip. They're like, who that chocolate chip out there? Mm -hmm. White women, white women. Go girl, you're on our team, fabulous. So now, we have a chance of winning. <laughs> <laughs> so imagine the pressure, right? Thick thighs, oh, yeah. nappy hair, to being the biggest and the tallest. So you really got to kind of show and prove. And I was considered what you would call a power gymnast. So like a power tumbler, power vaulter, just really fast, sprinting, really big height, like all the typical. Is that what uh, Simone Biles is? She probably, she, well, she? she's petite, but she is a power gymnast. Okay. When you see her fly through the air and you get yeah. exceptionally high. Right. Yeah. Is it is it just black people just more gifted? Because because when I when I yes. say um, oh damn I, yes. I, I'm trying to move in it slowly but damn that yes. damn right oh yes. yes yeah yeah because you see we take everything regardless of whether it's music skateboarding ice hockey you golf know. anything tennis yeah yeah, yeah it's real we take it's real. it and we take it to the next level finesse it add speed to it train harder work harder because we also feel under the microscope of having to prove our shit right That's because real. especially if it's a predominantly white sport that sure. they don't want to let you in or the crowd lets you know that you shouldn't be here then they're gonna you gonna what you mean to, it, what you mean it, what well let you, you know, know like when the guy who's nigga they yell out shit like that you've heard come on i've been kind you know even I'll as a hole. fan though but Nick. you hear or you've seen on the news where they're playing ice hockey For or sure. something else and they're like get out of here whatever until you start winning and then you become like all right you you a good nigga oh you wow can stay. I know. You know? right even right, Springfield right college right. was like that for me because i came in on a gymnastic scholarship i had the, the predominantly white people there approached me differently because I already had a green card coming in, mm -hmm. you know? But there were also people who were from New England, from Maine and Vermont, who were never around black people. So once the alcohol kicks in, they're like, they're either, they, oh, I want to touch your skin, ooh, oh, you're so beautiful. Or, and hair. Yeah, ooh. or in hair, or it's nigga, 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 get out of here. So I had both a best world, not the best, best of both world, right, world, right, the but worst, I really right. 
was treated differently. Right. I looked at was looked at as the good. How, how were your team towards you? Did they, were they rally around you? Or them white folks didn't give them. My junior high school team, my elementary school team, my um, gymnastic college team are probably more like family to me than my family. Wow. I have, remember I, since I was nine or ten, so I lost my period with these girls, right. my virginity with these girls. Like we all. No. Uh, oh, okay. No, no, no. No, no, no. White no. white around you. No, no, no. Let's not get it twisted. I've dipped into the white Ooh, you know, dip, 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 dip. I dip. <laughs> big legs got a little big, dip, dip, I, big dipper. I dip. I, I. But, uh, no. Um, but, Blink. yeah, but those, they're like family. And they never made me feel any different cool. ever. And we're still best friends until this day. Well, why do you think that there's not that many black gymnasts? Is it because it's uh, too expensive of a sport yep, or something? Yeah, it's an expensive, wow. exactly. It's That's an expensive it sport. It really yeah. is. Because you know? when we get in there, we kill it. Absolutely. Yeah, we kill it. Like, think about it. When you see the kids in the hood who've been, like, flipping on the mattresses in the alley, right. they're really exceptional. When you look at the video footage now from all the people in Africa and they're doing flips, sure. whatever, they're really exceptional doing doubles and triples. Now, imagine if you put them on a spring floor and give them structure. They're wiping everybody sure, out. Sure, sure, sure. I thought about that when I, I used to play basketball in the hood in like trash crates and shit, you mm -hmm. know, put them on a, on a pole or something like that. And once you get a real court, there ain't nothing. You know, not that, you know, I'm trying to get into a, a round ball into a square mm -hmm. uh, milk cart. You know what I'm saying? Now Absolutely. it's round and round. It's easier. So I can see why that, you know, they can know how to put up 10 feet. They put it 12 feet. Like, really? And you still dunking at 12 feet. So by the time you get to a regular court. Right. So I, no, I, I feel you on that. Um, uh, what's this one more gym, gym, gymnastic uh, question? So you went to, uh, did you ever think about taking it further, like to the Olympics or something like that? Well, I mean, I, of course I thought about it, but my skills were like, it's where the buck stops. Really? But yeah, so by the time I finished college, I was doing double backs, double folds, but they were already on to like falling back out and all these other tricks that I didn't master. And you can only compete for four years. But okay. I was already, like music videos had started coming out and I already like sophomore year was looking at like Paula Abdul and, and Vanessa Williams and Janet Jackson going, I could do that, that's what I wanna do. So I ended up opting out my fifth year of not getting my master's. I got my bachelor's because I was like, I'm going to Broadway, I'm going to dance, I need to do music videos. And literally my first audition I booked and was what? working ever since. Really, that is mm -hmm. dope is all out though, the first year. My first, I didn't get my first audition. <laughs> Y'all saw uh, Baby Boy, I wasn't in it. Oh, I auditioned. Was that your first audition? Yeah, my first audition. Wow. Yeah, I think I, got, I, think I lost to Ricky Harris, rest in peace, rest in mm -hmm. you know. I remember, I'm from DC, from the East Coast, and there was something. This, the line said, um, "I'm come out, I came out of Inner County, uh, right. Inner County, and it was Inner the County Jail." I kept saying Inner County. I'm thinking of County. Like I'm from PG County. I'm like right, right. Inner County, Inner County from the county. I didn't, I didn't get it. I was like, "What do you mean Inner County?" And that one little word, the two little words together mm -hmm. from Inner County, I went to got out of Inner County, whatever it was. I couldn't get it. It's just messing my mind up for the audition. I remember Robbie Reed was right. um, we're doing famous uh, uh, casting director out here. And I was just like, uh, I get one in that room. The inner county was the word. That I just didn't know what it meant. I'm like, you just like, come on, inner county. Again, you know, it was the county jail. And I was thinking yeah. this county, whatever. Is that the so, one that stings for you, like the audition you didn't get? Like, is that the one? No, no, oh, no, okay. no. I told, I told the story. I'm, I'll make it small, quickly. Um, the one that probably stings the most was audition for a movie called Jackie Brown. Uh -huh. Quentin Tarantino uh, did course, it. Of course, Sam Greer. And, right, and I killed the audition. I mean, I killed it. I, it was, me, and, me and, what's his name, Quentin Tarantino were uh, going the lines over. You know, he was directing an audition, and I had a fake cigarette. I remember I came, a fake joint. He took it out of my hand. We, we talked. He said, let me get that. Let me smoke it. Let me hit that a little bit. I gave it to him. You know, white chalky lips and shit on the corner. <laughs> smoking oh. They handed it back to me in the middle of the scene. I was like, duh, 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 duh. I was gonna hold on to this motherfucker while we talk. So yeah, what you say? Yeah, what you say? And I remember, you know, you do the lines. You know, they give you what's called a size. It's a little small mm -hmm. scene. And I was doing the lines, 
And I had think one nigga was in it, one nigga, this motherfucker, nigga, motherfucker, nigga, you drew the nigga. I'm thinking, you know, a lot more niggas than I was on the script, motherfucker, <laughs> right, okay? Right. Cause he was more ad-libbing the scene, you know, whatever. And um, they said, you got it. A lady named Jackie Brown Carmen. She Carmen, was a cast director. Yeah. Yep, remember she was a mm-hmm. cast director and she's like, I think he got it. She called my, my manager at the time. I think he got it. He killed it. Blah, blah. When he left the room, it was all the, he, he, he should get it. Blah, blah, blah. About a, two weeks later, um, I ran into uh, Gabe Captures on, on a flight back. He was doing, uh, on a flight somewhere and he was um, just finished Buffalo Soldiers in Atlanta, I mean in Arizona, and making a long story short. He, I said, yo, you should audition for the movie. He said, you mean the one with De Niro, uh, Sam Jackson, Chris Tucker? I'm like, uh, uh, no, I don't remember Chris Tucker, you know. I couldn't think of no other role he yeah, had. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I called my agent, and he said back, he called, he called me, and said, yeah, man, um, I didn't want to tell you why you're on the road doing comedy. That yeah, they they went with Chris. He just wanted the role and shit. He uh, wanted to work with Sam Jackson and De Niro because you know he was hot at the time, big. Course, he had right. made uh, Money Talks. I think damn, near, not, I don't think he did Rush Hour. But right before that, he was huge. He didn't need that little ass couple scenes, but yeah, Big yeah. Bang takes Little Bang, and that's the, that's the audition. I think, fuck, yeah. I was close to having it. So yeah, did you have, you have audition for something you? You know, st- oh here comes Sting. Things, two let's things. go. Let's go with the Sting. One was for New York Undercover. Okay, I, I that, got yeah. booked. I got the contract to be Malik Yoba's wife. For the series. I can see that. Literally got it. Okay. Signed it and everything. The day before the table read, I get a call from my agent who says they're going with somebody else. The day before the table read. No, ma'am. I was crushed out of nobody's like. No, ma'am. Yeah, that. And then when I did not get. They can do that. I mean, I guess they can do that. Yeah, they can do whatever they want. But they did it. And I just was like, what are you kidding? Like, I was ready. Right. And that's probably one of the things that made me just be like, don't say nothing to nobody till it hits air and the check clears mm-hmm. in the bank. Because cut you out too sometimes. For real. Right, go ahead. That and then Living Color. I auditioned for Living Color. And it was a huge audition at the Palladium in New York City. I'm doing all these backflips, doing the choreography, hitting it. Everybody's like, yeah. So the five, Channel 5 News has got me on, you know, on, on camera, right, sure. doing interviews and stuff. Rosie, pull, Rosie Perez pulls me to the side. She's like, well... Can you lose 10 pounds? Hey! I was like, wait, what? And now, mind you, I'm in my prime. I'm fit. How much were you weighing back then? I probably was like 140. I've always been like 140, oh, yeah. 150. Oh, yeah. I, I, but I, I, I had. Big like, for Hollywood, girl. Big yeah. for Hollywood. But I've always. Ooh, child. That's cool right away, but goddamn Hollywood, they want you about 100 pounds in this yeah, bitch. Yeah, man. But go ahead. And I had like barely 10% body fat. Because right. I'm in. I'm just coming off of like college, so right, I was in sure. great shape. And um, they were like, nope. But what I can't, you know, what I come to find out is that they already knew who they wanted. Like, I'm working on a documentary and stuff now, a dance documentary, and so I had to interview Josie Harris, who became a fly girl. Okay. Josie already knew, because they had called her before the actual big audition, to tell her, we want you for the show, we just need you to come audition. So they knew that they wanted oh, oh, They do that sometimes, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They know who they want. You still bring... Well, I heard they, they do that because in case that person that they want does not, is not successful. Because I, I did that with Friday, next Friday. Mm-hmm. Um, I heard Mike Epps got the part, and I was like, okay, whatever. And they sent me a script. Come on, you want to read? I said, I'm not reading something that Mike Epps already did. I'm not about to read this whole script and then, you know, get, right. go get the sides and then go for it. And they're like, no, no, we haven't decided yet. We haven't decided yet. I was like, I heard Mike Epps got it. Like, no. And I read and I killed the audition. And then it came back. Like, you got, got Mike Epps. Like, man, fuck, I knew that. Like, I was pissed. I was like, why'd y'all even read for me? Read yeah. me. But again, I think it's because in case something happens to that person, then they want, you know, yeah. you know, be second. Um, so whatever. I never watched an episode of New York Undercover. I can't even tell you what the show's about. I was so crushed and traumatized. I ain't mad at you, girl. I ain't I mad. Keep it 100. I ain't fuck I New York Undercover. Nope. And the only reason why I watched Living Color is because I ended up dancing on the show with like Heavy D and adoring right, like a couple right, of artists right, and stuff. Right. But this is how God works, right? When one door closes, another one opens. Okay. So while I'm like in my tears and in my drama for like three or four months, I get a call to come be a guest on um, Madeline Wood's video LP show. 
and they want me to dance on the show. So I'm dancing, I get the couch, we're talking, right. producer for Rap City comes downstairs, he's like, oh my God, you know everything, you know all these artists before they had deals, how would you like to audition to be a host of Rap City? And I was like, sure, and it didn't really click. So then we start doing interviews and stuff like that, and next thing you know, seven years later, Within seven years, I'm the, the host and producer of Rap City. All right, let me back up because we got some good stuff here. Um, that I want to ask you a couple questions. That girl you said, Josie, whatever. Josie Harris, yeah. I can kind of. She's like most popular face. I remember. I remember there was everybody. a girl on there. She had the. She had the. Uh, the, the, braids. the braids, right? That's her. Everybody loved Josie. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I remember her. We were dance partners for a long time. Really? Mm -hmm. Now, now I toured with some some acts, and there was a guy named Dave Scott. Do you remember Dave of Scott? Of course. Okay. Yes. He, he he was doing like genuine on Aaliyah, all the background, mm -hmm. and then there's Rosie Perez. Exactly, he did all those and stuff. And I remember he was about 23 years old on tour with us, a young dude. And um, then there was uh, Rosie Perez. Has there ever been any uh, dance beefs? You know, y'all ever say, hold on, bitch, you took my move. That's my move right now. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? I mean, there's dances like even the girls that I danced uh -huh. with, like with Bobby Brown and stuff, we mm -hmm. all didn't get along. So there would be shit that would happen backstage where somebody's cutting your fishnets. No, you're you lying. Know, hiding your leotard, your costume, because you got to change in between. Petty! Yeah, what's petty shit like that? And I'm like, I lost one of my really, really good friends because uh, we used to all call each other for auditions. Like, we didn't get texts. It was in the newspaper, like, backstage, or we'd just hear about it from the club. And we'd all call each other. And finally, somebody called me at, like, audition was at 6. Like, why? And they were like, why aren't you here? And I was like, right. I didn't know. Hopped on a train, got down there. I see my homegirl, who was one of the girls I always danced with there. And I was like, why you didn't call me? Because you book everything. I Ooh. want a chance. And I was like... That's what we're doing. And it changed me forever. I can see and that. And I'm like, now I'm coming for all of y'all. Like, Ooh, nobody, I, know, I know that's yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You just said you were, I didn't know, you were back up dancing for Bobby Brown too? Oh, yeah. Bobby. What know, tour? Every little day. Uh, Bumping Around tour. Bobby's Back tour was called. That was what year? I want to see what, Ooh, what, what that, that nigga was that had to be 92. Ooh, you were the heat of it, girl. You was at the stanky of it. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. Not like 92. Ooh. Yeah. You on Bobby and you Bobby? No, Bobby? no. Oh, little Bobby no, Bobby? No, never. You dippy dippy, no. Bobby Bobby? I've never, can I curse? I've yeah, never yeah. fucked right. any of the artists that I've worked for, ever. If you sign my check, it's not happening. That's why you ain't getting paid for this show. <laughs> I, I need a chance. I need a chance. I need a chance. <laughs> <laughs> No. Wow. Okay, like, like, like I was on tour and I saw some crazy shit. I mean, people don't understand how to, like I went out with Aaliyah, there's one big tour called the um, 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 Budweiser Superfest. They oh, yeah, yeah, Superfest. yeah, I'll it was, There you go, mm -hmm. come on now. It had Aaliyah, uh, Drew Hill, Genuine, um, Bone Thugs and Harmony, uh, Tank was a backup singer wow. for, um, for Genuine and Aaliyah, mm -hmm. Bone Thugs and Harmony, and Mary J. And let me tell you, ooh wee, this was, this was 90s, you know, late 90s, like 97. And I saw shit in there. I was like, I used to be so jealous of. We uh, saw shit. Are we? <laughs> I'm gonna say it, it's old now, and I don't give a damn. He my boy and shit. Genuine. I mean, I was like, damn, homie. Like that's when he had the pony out and did the pony and shit. I remember I used to see him on stage, and the first time I saw him on stage, he had glitter the first night. You know, I didn't mm -hmm. know nigga that went. But I thought he hugged somebody with glitter and shit. I said, right, right, right. Because I'm, I'm hosting the show. I'm like, nigga, somebody hugged somebody with glitter. Okay, whatever. He doing this shit, you know, nagging him, pony, pony. The next night. I look at him, glitter again. I said, this nigga been hugging the same person with glitter, same female with glitter. By the third night, I said, nigga, you wearing glitter. <laughs> <laughs> you got glitter. I, never seen, I, I didn't see no artist with glitter, right, no right, man right. before like that. You know what I'm saying? But yeah. I get it, you know. I get it now, but back then I was like, what in the hell, you ain't glitter? And um, I ain't gonna lie, I'm gonna tell you, I seen some shit. I mean, I was part of some shit, but some, woo -wee. Listen, we all were. The 90s was like it. 
So don't think that the dancers didn't have their groupies and stuff too. Really? Like, you had some groupies and they that thing thing? Playing. And we would see like dudes who may have followed the show from DC and then they'd be in Connecticut like three for days later for us. For the dancers. Backstage, whatever. You know, you was 90s, you was living free yeah, and yeah, stuff. No, come on now. You know, and, and you know how they always saying like bitches and hoes or whatever. And I was like, I would never get mad at that because I knew who they were talking about. Right. And you've probably seen it too. Mothers were bringing their daughters to come meet Key Sweat or to come right. meet Heavy D right. or to sure. be the next Mrs. Sure. Sweat or sure. whoever sure. and get them pregnant and stuff. Right. And sure. this could be like, say it was 1990, and then I'd see them like three years later when I'm on tour with Heavy in the same city, the same mother and daughter right. team. Then now they're friends with the roadies and they got a little backstage Come hat. on now, she's like, speaking the truth crazy. now. She's speaking the truth, y'all. I, I remember one time, security! Cause you know how they, how you have the stage and you have like a little extra like a five feet and yep. that's for the security, that's for the barriers. Yep. Girls be like, I wanna be busy, bro. I wanna be the. The security be like, you sucking the fucking. Right. That's what they say. You sucking the fucking. They're like, I don't give a fuck. Whatever. They take that monkey, take their ass off across that that, fence, that gate, whatever. Take him in the back. I see him go into a room. Cause I'd follow sometimes and look down the hallway and shit. And at the end. The guy went outside, 10 minutes later, she come out with a little, that's when they had headshots, with a headshot, uh -huh. fixing her hair and shit, and went back and looked at that and sat right back down. I was like, Listen. this nigga got, I got to work, I got to talk to these girls, this nigga, got, all he got to say is, you know, come on back there. It was crazy. The book that you and I could write between what? the people I've seen being put off in the middle of like South Dakota off a tour bus and left it like. Come on now, don't uh, do that. Uh, oh come my on, God. left it like a, a truck stop somewhere in the middle of nowhere and they don't even go back for the girl. And then you see her in like three cities later, now. she found her way come home, found now. her way back. Like, I've seen mother and daughter teams. I've been on the bus. I've seen it all. I'm not naming names. Right, Y'all right, not going right, to give me to write the book. Right, You're not yeah, doing yeah, no yeah, way to She's scared. She's scared. I know it's a, it's a panic room. It's a safe room. But, but that's why they still let us in the room because right, we keep our mouth shut. Right, right. Well, well <laughs> I'm going to tell you. Yeah, I, I saw one time this chick. Oh, fuck, the, the tour bus driver, he sleeps during the tour, so he has time to get up and drive at 2 in the morning to the next city for five hours. These young girls go to these back parties parties and follow the tour bus mm -hmm. and fall asleep. One girl fell asleep, these two girls, and fell into a ditch. They didn't wind up getting killed, but they called went into the ditch and shit, following the genuine and them buses and shit. I was like, damn, oh. they're trying to hang in there. So I saw a lot of shit, yeah. you know. Yeah. And I, you know, I don't want to make myself say I was not privy to it. I mean, not around it to the point where I, was, I engaged in some of it, but it was... Woo! Yeah. I'm glad I got my test result back recently. Still I good. Know. Still good. Now. I love Still tour good. life, though. I miss it. Ain't it fun, man? <laughs> it the camaraderie, is. man. We, I, I rode it with Kid, with Kid from Kid, uh, Kid uh, no, 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 uh, Kid Capri. Uh -huh. I went on his tour bus and got to meet his crew, and we had so much fun. It was like brothers, man. Yeah. For we did 30 days for like a month and a half, man. It was so much fun. You become yeah. a family, and yes. then you start doing like the first time that I danced at Madison Square Garden, like how. This is things you dream of as a kid. You're like, how did this happen at the forum? Yeah. And then you're like going from city to city to 30, 40,000 people. Like, what is my life? Right. How am I in Italy just because I can fucking backflip and right. dance? How did this happen? My mother's still scratching her head like, Beautiful. how did this happen? Beautiful. Now, I'm, I was, uh, ask me how, uh, how'd you get the Michael Jackson? Uh, remember the time video. You get oh, the choreograph that. We were in New York. Heard about the audition. It was like a Wednesday night, Thursday, Wednesday night, Thursday morning. The audition was that Saturday. I was broke as fuck. And I'm really? like, Mom, Mom, there's an audition. Now, I knew Fatima was choreographing. Fatima at the time was right, my right, girl. Right, right, she's big time, right. But, you know, she made it clear I can't hire everybody. The director, obviously, John Singleton's got the final say. So my mom gave me the money. Next thing you know, there's like 15, 20 of us on a flight getting to LA. So we get there, we're at the audition. What we didn't know is that John Singleton really knew who we were. 
we forget that people are watching music videos and they know who he, like Prince knew who all of us were like Michael wow. knew who all of us were Dope. so we get there we get into the audition and next thing you know you get it and they like they actually put us up in hotels they gave us per diem like he carved out extra money in the budget once he realized so many of us were from New York and he wanted all of us in there so now we're rehearsing right and this is the first time we're rehearsing at Alley Cat Studios which happened to be owned by Bookman and his wife from the, the, the uh, Good, Good Times. Times. Right, yes, okay. they own the yeah, dance yeah, studio. Yeah, nice. So we're rehearsing in there for like two weeks, but we don't rehearse with Michael yet. He's having private rehearsals with Fatima and Stretch um, and those guys from the Mop Top who are working on the choreography. So like a day or two before the shoot, Michael comes in. And so we get to actually see him do it. And it's like, what, 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 pat, 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 what? But our version don't look like that. Wow. Michael is hitting it on some five, six, seven, eight, and it's hot and snapping. Right. We're like, oh, we got some work to do. We got we so got we 24 hours to fix our shit. And so finally we fix it. We get a contract that's like this big. Wow. Don't look at him. Don't talk to him. No. Don't ask about bubbles. Right. Don't like it just right, right, it was the right, size right. of an encyclopedia, like a whole bunch of things. Cause you know he has so much controversy and people right. just leech on him. But what people forget is that everybody always wants to hang out with the dancers. Like we're the cool kids and we're usually in our corner battling, dancing, whatever. And I think artists feel safe with us because we don't really want shit from you. We just right. happy to be here and in the mix. And Michael would hang out with us. And so he'd just be like, yeah, fuck that man. He'd be like, cussing, yeah. Like you forget he's human. Yeah, sure, sure. And so it was really dope. And that was, that set was crazy, right? Because between Eddie Murphy having all the comedians in Hollywood coming through, right? Right, sure, sure. Between sure, sure. Um, uh, Magic Johnson having half the NBA coming through every day. Iman had all the supermodels coming oh, yeah. through every day. And then everybody that John Singleton knew, because I think he had just done... Um, Boys in the Hood. Maybe okay, the first know. before that or whatever. But half of Hollywood saw Ice Cube. Like everybody was there every day. Was like who's who. And imagine if I'd had like a camera on set or we could have taken pictures. It'd be crazy. Right. It was so dope. So right, it was right. two weeks of rehearsal, two weeks of shooting, going on Universal lot, and being able to like walk through the gates and then not be like, excuse me, ma'am, come here. Like right. my name is actually on wardrobe and right, the door right. and the right. whole shit. Like. You, you can't make this up, like, pinch me still. What gives you the confidence to feel like you belong? Because sometimes people don't feel like they belong. How'd you feel, what made you think that you belong there? I think because I had, remember, I had a whole gymnastic life and career before I got into this business. Right. And because I had so much success, like I was state champ, regional champ, Big Apple Games champ, full scholarship, like all of that gives you confidence as of who you are as a performer, gymnastic-wise. Then I would be in clubs and there were dance competitions that I won, beating out some of like the dopest guys or whatever. So once I started doing music videos and stuff, even though every audition was like, oh, well, you're too big or you're too whatever, mm. I literally would have to like backflip in the first 10 seconds. Like I'd have to- To prove that you're agile, agile as the rest of the little skinny old girls. Yeah, right? which wow. I dance circles around them. So really it's like you either want the skill or you want the face, and it depends on who the artist was, right? Because most of the artists just want the light-skinned girl that they can pick home, take home, yeah, smash, right, or whatever. Right, right. But then it's like, no, we need somebody who can actually dance yeah, for right. your video and make it come through, and that's kind of where I fit in. Now, I saw a list of, now this, this did you choreograph these, or were you just <laughs> in it? Like, the Mary J. Blige, remember the time, uh, uh, you remind me, you and know, Real Love. You, you remind me Real Love, I choreographed and danced in. Wow. Yeah. Wow. And, and how, how, this was after Michael Jackson, of course, because we'll talk. No, yeah. Mary, yeah. I, I think, I feel like Mary was before Remember the Time. I feel like Mary was 19... 90, no, 91? No. 
I don't remember time about that should been about 91 92 because I just came to LA you know, and then I saw Joe Torrey in it so I maybe know. that I don't know but okay all right, all right. But how, you got that because you knew her from the streets or how no. well I have been working with Uptown Records right oh, because wow, okay. uh, I've been doing stuff for Uptown and I had done stuff for Father MC and you know Puff was a club kid too so he knew me and all the other dancers and by that time I think I had danced with Keith Sweat I don't think I hadn't done Bobby Brown yet I think I had done Guy I had done a guy was obviously part of Uptown Records and sure. he was like, yo, Les, I need that New York-ish. I need some of that. Come on, bring your Doc Martens. I got this girl. Da, 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 I need that. Come on, money. I need right, you. Right, right, you know right. how Puff talks. Right, sure, sure. And so Puff knew like me. Once me and Mary met, Mary and I felt like we had been in Girl Scouts together. Nice. Like we honestly felt like we have known each other since camp. And just our bond. And even though she says I taught her how to dance, I helped her come out of her, sh her shell as a dancer. But all of that is like us girls who, you know, who double dutch, who had right. the handball course. Like, that's that New York-ish. Sure. And with the crew that we had, it was just so... If you look at the um, You Remind Me video, mm -hmm. especially the remix with Greg Nice, like, we're in there in our jerseys and it's just right, gutter. Sure, and sure, it's sure. like, that's just us hanging out. And uh, Mary and I became really, really, really good friends. We were both still broke. Her stuff was on the radio, but she wasn't making any money right, and right, doing right. all we had shows back to back, the Apollo and all these things. And it broke my heart to actually leave because, you know, she was still on a promotional tour and Bobby was knocking my door down to go on tour with him. Right. And I kind of was like, I'm still shining as a dancer, so I have to kind of step away. And I actually handed off Mary J. Blige's project to Laurieann Gibson. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow, so that wow, was her wow. first major choreography project and then I went to go dance with Bobby. I see Whitney Houston, Every Woman, Ella Cool J, Roundaway Girl. I mean you I mean you choreographed the all these? No, I didn't choreograph um a Roundaway Girl. Okay. Um that was Jennifer um Farris. She did that. And then Whitney, Whitney Houston. Houston well we know because Whitney was always with us with Bobby. So she See, we know the real Whitney. Whitney is that girl who pops gum, who rolls her neck, who wants to no. be double dutch, who sits on the stoop <laughs> talking like, we knew that. Y'all didn't. Claude yeah, Davis had y'all fooled. Claude Davis, you ain't <laughs> I thought she was sweet. Yeah. She so we were at the wedding right. and all that stuff. She's like, I want y'all to dance with me. So we ended up like putting stuff together. So I co-choreographed that. There was We all kind of choreographed that. Right. Um, but I was ahead and there was, a I forget, uh, Cheeseman. Um, oh, God, I forget his first name but he also they brought him in to choreograph and stuff too but it was mostly all of our stuff that we had been doing so. wow you said the Whitney we about Whitney and Bobby I toured with uh, New Edition called the Home Again thing. I think it's called mm -hmm, Home Again Tour mm -hmm. about 89 uh, no 98 I'm sorry 98 and I'll tell you something funny about that tour um, uh, you know Al Hammond put me out on it and I was the opening act for him and uh, Bobby would do his you know, everybody had like a little part of their own song right, they doing right. shit, a verse or whatever. Mm -hmm. Bobby said, I'm doing my whole shit. And Whitney would come out and they had a song together, we together, whatever that song was. I can't remember the song. Uh -huh. but, um, we got something in common. It's something together. There you uh -huh. go. You know, they, they would do it. I was like, damn, homie, you're doing the whole, the, the whole damn thing. I didn't realize how, how popular Bobby was because on some of the dates when he wasn't there, people want their money back. Mm -hmm. No disrespect to, to Ricky and Robbie and Mike, Mike right, and all right, them. Right, right, right. They wasn't there, it was whatever. But if Bobby wasn't on that show, they were like, we want our money back. And I was like, really? Because, I, again, I wasn't into it like that. I didn't, wasn't into that strong. Yeah, yeah. But I realized that he had that oomph. And I'm, now that he has a new, um, yeah, he has a new documentary and so forth. And I, yeah. I see it. I'm like, okay, I can see that. I'm here to tell y'all yeah. right now. I don't care what Bobby Brown version you see right now. Because, first of all, God bless him for still being alive sure. and being able sure. to endure yeah. all of the death and stuff. Sure. But 
as truth as Bobby would come to rehearsal late and pick up the choreography like that really? and be on it. And he what? was still drinking, wild and whatever, right. and be hitting it every night. So nobody can ever tell me that Bobby Brown is not the truth. He is the truth all day. To me, he is the king of R&B forever, for real. R&B, okay, I think, I think pop. Okay. No, no, that's, that's Michael. I'm going to cut these microphones no, no, off on here. I know my people. Okay, you said the right name. Oh, yeah, oh, you know what? No doubt. Give me, aside from Bobby, three more top male R&B artists who could dance, who Ooh. really could dance. So you say, this dude could dance. Ooh, Heavy D could dance. Okay, I remember, yeah, yeah, yeah. Heavy yep, D yep. could really dance, okay. like, for real, for real. Um, who gets busy? Uh, Father MC? Yeah, father's cool. Like, he can move. Right, right, the guys right, from right, intro right. could move. You know, guy could move. Justin, oh, so not that I've worked with? Oh, oh no, no, just work with him. Okay, I, no, I need no. to have proof but that no, you've seen Justin, it. Listen, I've never danced for Justin. Right. I would come out of retirement to dance for Justin. Okay. To dance for Usher, who I've never danced for. To oh. dance for Missy. And Janet and I still have some unfinished business. And Quiet is kept, I would do something with Madonna because I like her creative shit. So those five people I still haven't danced with. Really? So let me start stretching. Right, Hope the universe right, right. is listening. No, no, no. Let's, let's get led out of time. Oh, let's Back on tour again. We're just going to need some ibuprofen and an ice bath on standby. Hell no. But. <laughs> Hell no. Okay, how did you get, you know, I'm just, I'm just, I don't know, I feel bad. I didn't know that you were the dancer on an um, on, uh, intro of In Living not in living single. But, uh, living, single. living single. Yeah, yeah I'm yeah, saying yeah. living color. But uh, but yeah, um, how'd you get the job um, dancing with uh? In, for, well, for Otis Salee, for those who don't know, is a directographer. He's the guy who worked with Spike Lee, okay. who did School Days, Good and Black Hair, and I don't want to be alone sure? tonight. And he had done um, Malcolm X. Mm -hmm. I was on tour. I forget with who when I found out he was choreographing for Malcolm X, and he was doing this Lindy Hop scene. Lindy Hop is uh -huh. my favorite really? version yes. because it was women were athletic and mm -hmm. dresses and mm -hmm. flipping, flipping and each other around. And, Remember that stuff? And all in the that 20s, stuff. It was like, probably the 20s, the 30s. Yeah, early, early. Right. And so I came in the middle of them in rehearsals to finally, like, one of the dancers let me meet him and whatever. And I didn't know he knew who I was or whatever, but it was too late for me to join. And I was sick to my stomach about it. And I actually ended up doing some extra work on the movie. Months later, I get a phone call. It's kind of like Michael Jackson calling, hey, Les, it's Otis. I'm like, Otis who? Right, right. Otis, stop lying. What? And he's like, listen, I have this idea. I don't have the deal. I don't have the project, but I have this vision. And only you can do it. And it's for this new Queen Latifah show, blah, blah, blah. He broke it down. We're going to go to Brooklyn. We're going to shoot it, whatever. We spent like 100 hours, literally from sun up to sundown, on cobblestone, me back flipping, take after take, whatever. Wow. And next thing you know, he shows me the edited version. And I was kind of upset, like, I've been flipping all day. And there's right. one version, maybe he used a front flip, but he didn't use any of the flips. But that's the genius of Otis Salid is that you don't need it. So all the little nuances of me falling back where uh -huh. I was really, like, fucking exhausted because which is a real moment, and all those other things, he hit it. And so when he presented it to Fox, they were like, we love it, we'll take it. I get a call, wow. we work out the deal. And who knew that 20, 30 years later that I get now that Instagram is here, I get people who have remade their version of my dance part. Really? All the time. Really? That's that dope as hell. The biggest that's compliment that. ever. That's so. dope as hell. Now, you just told earlier on, you said how you got the job for Rap City. That's very, that's very interesting. You got the job. We, and, you, and Joe Claire was already doing it, or y'all got together no, at the same no. time? No, no. The order was Chris Thomas. Thomas, right. Prime. Prince DeJour. Okay. Then it was me. So I, when I auditioned for the show, Prince, our, print, our first shoot was somewhere like in Jacksonville or one of those freak Nick picnic kind of things. Right. It wasn't Atlanta, but it was like one of those Black Fling Spring, right, right, Fling right, right. Ring, I remember, yeah, yeah, BTs do that. And um, 
Prince Dejour, who used to do Teen Summit, sure. kind of ushered me in. And so next thing you know, we did Outcast was probably like one of the first artists that I got to interview. Then that was their first time really on BET. And next thing you know, it was just kind of conversations. And, uh, and all the people like the Fugees were out around that time. Right, sure. And Wyclef is somebody who, honestly, that first audition I told you out of college where I did an off-Broadway play, uh -huh. it was me, it was Wyclef. Um, uh -huh. There was a couple other people. He, he had scored the music to that off-Broadway play, and I danced in it. And he hadn't had his deal yet. He was still going by his government name, Nell, and all that other sure, stuff. Sure, sure. Um, and so then the labels who I had danced for realized I was doing this show, so then they would request me all the time. And then that was just kind of it. And you, you seem to fit in it. You, you smoothly glided into it. It's because of all the hip-hop hip you were around and the people you knew, a lot of relationships. And I say that because I do this show, and I've never done an interview. I've been interviewed. Mm -hmm. But... It's, it's become very easy because I know these people. I know you. I know, and so it's not a, people say, man, you do a great job. I'm like, I've never done this before, but this is easy because I know people. And did you feel the same way when you did the show? You know, like, man, I can do this. This is, I, this is nothing. Here's, or were you nervous? No, no, I wasn't nervous. But here's the catch, right? Because in high school, instead of me going into sports medicine and physiology, I was going to be a journalist. Okay. So I would study journalism. I had like these classes junior, senior year, and then I changed my, my mind when I got to college. Um, but my first couple of shows, when you look back, and I think everybody who's ever hosted can say that, like, what are you doing? Really? And okay. I remember interviewing Kid and Play. And remember, okay. I grew up yeah, with them, so I'm right. thinking it's going to be all natural, whatever. And Play, in his smart mouth, said, I had asked him a question. He's like, well, you weren't paying attention? I just answered that because people end up talking and answering sure, whatever. Sure, and I was sure. so glued to my cards sure, sure, and the sure. cue cards and making sure. And I was like, this motherfucker just sunned me on camera. Right, 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 and right. I was like, that will never, ever happen again. And so from that point on, I became more aware about listening and less what was on the cards. And then I realized I didn't need the cards because I knew the music, I knew the artists, I knew the culture. And so I ended up pretty much telling the producers what we should be talking about or whatever, or just kind of going off script, or they just let me do my thing. Dope, and dope, you dope. find your rhythm, and then people feel really comfortable talking to you, especially if they've known you've been around in the trenches with them. You there know you go. Know. I mean? That's what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. I, I love. Now, how did how did uh, Joe, Joe Claire get it with you in the show? Joe Claire was. I don't think he had started radio yet, but mm -hmm. my producer Keith Paschel had brought him in, um, and I think he was just doing voiceovers for BET, like commercials and sure. all that other stuff. But you know, he's a hip hop aficionado. Right. Sure. sure. Joe knows the lyrics to every damn Come on rap song I've had on, him on the here. planet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. you know, they, next thing you know, they put us together. So while Prince Dejour, I think, had gone back to do Teen Summit, then I kind of ushered in Joe, and then we became a package deal, like a duo, still doing separate stuff. But we ended up being on that show for like seven, eight years. He stayed a, a little Now, this is, this is a friend of mine wanted me to ask this question. I didn't really know the in-depth in and it was coming. Kind of, kind Come of with dope. it. L.A. Live on BET. I heard that Cedric Entertainer wanted you to be on L.A. Live, I guess it was a show called L.A. Live, and it didn't go, they wanted Rachel, with a Rachel Stewart and Michael, and Michael Collier to do it, or some kind of way, they wanted Rachel Stewart. And it's some said, I ain't gonna do it if I ain't gonna be with her, with Les, and they said, damn it, we want Rachel Stewart enough, and we're gonna put Michael Collier, and that's how L.A. Live became, so you had a chance to be on L.A. Live first with Cedric. Is this true, or is my nigga just told me to ask you a question about this shit, and he's full of shit and lying to me? <laughs> you know what I'm talking about, man. Yeah, no. you Ed. <laughs> no, there's some truth to that. <laughs> but right. see, you're just telling me something new that I didn't know, right? Because oh. I didn't know that Sed wanted me mm -hmm. and that he was a part of it. I, was to, I had moved to L.A. and I was doing radio. I had started doing the morning show with Big Boy on Power 106. Right. And right. so I was his co-host. And so we were actually shooting Rap City 
during that show. So with, they're getting double promotion now. You're getting local radio promotion and it's cross promotion. Right, sure. So the show was coming to LA, but it was with John Sally and they were looking for a girl and um, they wanted Rachel. And this is when they told me to my face that you are not the person that men want to see on late night TV sitting on what? the couch. To my face. You're lying, come on. Man. To my face. And that wasn't the first time that they've said that to me coming from BET. And I was like... Is it a complexion thing, you think? Absolutely. Oh, oh okay. Absolutely. Uh, keep going. No. And so I was like, but I'm here. You, now you got to right. move her out or whatever the case is. And they were just like, no. And so when video um, Soul got canceled, when they got, mm. not get rid of, when John, well, they did get rid of Donnie right. and, and Sherry Carter, mm -hmm. they created a show called um, Unreal, which was myself, Brett Walker, and then Rachel. Brett Walker, yeah, okay. But what they also made me give up Rap City, they were like, no, you can only have one show. But they let her keep Caribbean rhythms. Oh. So for those who don't know, and, and this is nothing against Rachel. I was like, girl, get your money. Right, right, right. Because her husband worked for, her, he was her fiance then, became her husband, worked for the network, and, her, and Bob Johnson was like this. So he did what he was supposed to do. Like, okay, you're let right. me get my wife and she's going to run the right, network. Right. But Rachel was clueless about music and anything else to the point where she would be like, can you give me some information? I'd be like, no. I'm Ooh. not doing your job for you because I should have your job because I should have your job and so she was like I understand I understand and we're still cool I got nothing but love for her okay so yeah but she shouldn't have been on that show she right. as beautiful as she is right, really right, looked like right. a plant sitting right. next to John sure. Sally because no, there was not much she could contribute to unless it was written on a cue card you know no, what I'm no, saying? that's real, real. And, and I'm glad you bring it up because it's too too long, man. Have these men run this business and they just want what the eye candy? And they don't give a damn if you're smart or not, knowledgeable, like you said, of the stuff. And to say what America wants as viewership, man, you know, I, you've always been a beautiful black woman to me. You know, oh, I, I don't, I don't get it. I mean, I, I mean. I get it because I know I'm behind the scenes, but I don't get it. You know what I'm saying? Well, I appreciate that. For real. But, but it's always been, and, and this is not like boo-hoo, cry, no, whatever no, no, cases, no. but no. literally, this is, this is the analogy I always give. If you see Jennifer Lopez, Lucy Liu, uh, uh, Halle Berry, and myself walking down the street, I'm the last one that you guys will look at, right? Because I look like your mother, I, I look like your sister, and everybody thinks that the light, bright, and damn near white is more beautiful or more presentable than someone like me. Even today, you think? He, uh, well, absolutely. Absolutely. Not all I ask you guys, girl. I'm, I'm but stop. we have to work a little. We got to work a little harder to no, prove right. that we you're have right. skills and that you're we're right. viable and all this other stuff. And sure, we're attractive to the least of the population, but the executives who are upstairs want their preference and they want what makes their penis hard. Right, right. And I just happen not to be it. You're so right. I used to have uh, white agents and white managers, and we'd be at a club or a party, and I could show someone. I mean, it's honestly, I could show someone like you, you know, just how you really. I'm like, look at that boy. He's like, oh gosh, she's so fucking huge. I'm like, well, not even. I'm not when you were even slimmer. No, but you know what I'm saying. Even yeah, years yeah. ago, they'd be like, God damn, she's fucking huge. I'm like, what? And then they would show me some cute, no booty, having ass, light skinned chick. You're like, oh, she's fucking hot. I'm like, what? Yeah. She weighed 98 pounds, yeah. man. And I was like, you know what it is? I think it's like this. It come down to, you know, when you're making love to him from the back. If you ain't got a two inch penis and she got a big booty, you don't see nothing. Like, where'd it go? Where'd it go? Where'd it go? <laughs> They need some little boy-ass-looking dude, boy-ass-looking girl and stuff. Right. So you're absolutely right. You know, I've seen, I've been privy in parties and situations where I've seen people look at it, and them, them, them Jewish managers, I'm going to be honest, white or Jewish, whoever, however you want to look at it. Yeah, so I can see the fight. Yeah. I feel, no, I feel for you a little bit for you. Colorism is a real thing. Yeah. Colorism is a real thing. And you just, you know, you've just got to persevere and work, whatever. you got to make your talent be the forefront. So anybody who ever said to me, 
uh, you must have slept your way to the top. I was like, you find me a nigga whose dick right. is that good that sh that taught me how to backflip, please. Right, right, sure. Where? Sure, 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 sure. I think it's also now time for us as black folks who are running some of this stuff to put more people that look like uh, our mothers and our sisters in movies. And so, like like me, I, I've cast a movie, I put black, dark skin, mm -hmm. it doesn't, as long as you're good, I don't care. I don't care, I gotta find me a light-skinned chick. But I think you're absolutely right. It, we should, as people who are running, if you're not the network guy, like a white guy who's running, we can't wait for them to put us in stuff. We need to put our own stuff in and you know, make us but feel it's a, like But it's stuff. a shame, right? As helpful as it is, it sucks that you have to create a diversity department, oh, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It sucks that you have to create, sure. Um, sure. what is it for, for work? Not the status quo or whatever it is when you, affirmative action. Affirm, right, it's sure. a shame that you have to, but this is the world that we live in, right? So now we gotta force your hand to show you that, yeah, we, belong on Sex in the City and we right, belong in, right, you know, right, right. I, I think it's changing. I'm hoping it is. I see more dark skin women like uh, 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 Viola Davis, mm -hmm. uh, Kerry Washington, you know, whatever, uh, Lapita. Mm -hmm. So I, I'm, I'm, I'm seeing a little more and they ain't playing the maids all the time and you know, that kind of BS But you gotta force their hand, right? You have well, to let's force, force their it. Hand. Fuck it, it's what Absolutely. it is. Absolutely. You, you riding in the front of the bus because somebody got their hand yeah. forced. You know what I'm saying? You're drinking out of water fountains because your hands were forced and stuff. So fuck it, we gotta yeah. do what we gotta do. We can't sit back and, like you said, boo-hoo and cry. They don't put us nowhere man fuck that take mm -hmm. it take it and now we get to see that those women are our male streets there so you go better right there you go no no that's, that's one of the reasons i even formed had the show here i want to give people their flowers the opportunity to be seen and heard so open my little fans and say hey i support this young lady hear her story feel it you know what i'm saying instead of little sound bites on little shit you know entertainment tonight or whatever nah, i want to sit down and talk to my people and say boom you know what i'm saying yeah. i got a white guy coming in that's half my people too but you know he's coming next show my <laughs> man, but, but right now i got this got you um, um, so, being a comedian, let's talk about it. It's been talked about a lot. Did you or did you not know that Teddy Carpenter was going to do that <laughs> motherfucking joke? Back in Def Jam in the beginning, she was the person, young lady, when Teddy Carpenter, comedian from D.C., shout out to my man Teddy Carpenter, he went up there and he did this, this, this thing where he puts his arm behind his back, his behind his back, and if somebody goes behind him and they act like they're his arms. So whatever he says, they got to direct it and do the arm. I'm driving a car, so she's driving a car. I'm waving my friends, I'm waving the friends. It was so perfectly done, but you up there. Are you, have y'all signed agreement like, we ain't gonna never tell the truth, that did you have any idea he was gonna pick you? Now, your ass was dancing on there before now. You was on there dancing, now, I, I saw that. So he knew who your ass was. Now, I didn't play all that, let's pick her. But did you know, I mean, you might have seen that no, scene before, no. but did you? No, here, here's what's crazy, right? It's right. because Teddy used to open up for Keith Sweat when I danced on that tour. Okay. But I'd never seen Teddy do that joke, sure. even if he did it, because we'd usually be in the back sure. warming up, stretching, so I never got to see him do his opening thing. Mm -hmm. So when I started dancing on Def Comedy, that day he happened to say, um, I'm gonna call you up, just do what I tell you. All right, cool. And I was like, okay, but cool. I didn't think anything of it. Right. And he literally called me up and was like, just do whatever I tell you to do. So that's why it looks as authentic right, as it right, does, because right, right. I had no effing right. clue Right. What he was going to do. Right, and right, who right. knew that it was going to turn into... Oh, come on. But the way you did it, you did exactly what he had. Like, for you not to know what he was doing, that you were willing to play the game alone. And at the end, he tells you, you know, suck my, my dick, whatever, I'm right. my dick. And most guys, when they say that, they grab their shit. No, I'm a New York well, chick. Well, we know what it is. She grabbed his shit. She grabbed his junk in the trunk, okay? Okay. And I'm not shy, so let's go. Oh, all right, all right, all right. <laughs> I got a show coming up this week. I need to come to the show. Okay? Don't tell I'm me not, what to I, do, but I'm okay, there. Okay, I'm a, okay. You ain't gonna tell you, but yeah, but, but people always ask you that question with the plan the time, and all they that. Ask yeah. him all the time. He, we literally just talked about it, and he wanted to do like an IG live or whatever the case is, right. so we could like set the record straight. Sure, you know? sure, and sure. And I was sure. like, let's tell him whatever, tell him whatever. Right. Yeah, I've asked him about it a lot of times, and he gave me his version, but I wanted to hear your version yeah. of truth like no, that. No, I, I honestly yeah. did not know anything. Yeah. 
that was so huge. And this was back when Def Jam was fresh and new. I think it was the first or second season. I can't mm -hmm. even remember what it was. But man, for you to play along. And that joke, it's a vaudevillian joke. People have done it before. But again, you know, in DC, we knew a comic used to do it and stuff. Comics See, have done I it before. I had never seen it before. Oh, really? Yeah. So between that, that and when Martin had me come on and do the handstand thing, if you've ever seen that piece, he was like, come here, Les, come here. And he's like, do that handstand thing that you do. And I thought he meant a backflip. He's like, no, 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 do that the upside down thing. So I did a handstand in a straddle position. And <laughs> he grabs his pants like, yeah, hold that position, Laz, hold oh, that hell position. No. Yeah, so those yeah. two things outshine the fact that I actually danced on the show. But. Wow, wow. No, 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 no. What I like about you is you're a trooper and, you know, you know, you, 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 you down for the entertainment too, to a certain level, but you want to do that. Some I'm girls are like, nah, I ain't doing that. I, I, no, no, I no, love that. I love Getting that. Getting messy food in my face. All, I'm, I'm with it. I'm a tomboy. I'm messy. I'm a, you know. Don't let the nails fool you. I'm well, scrappy as all hell. Really? Yeah, but, yeah, but, but yeah, I was, I, I was really, uh, I was like, you know, from there, I was like, wow, ah, man, look at that thing. Okay, cool. All right, so you did that. So let's talk about some stuff in your career. Um, you've, you've, you've mentioned there was a difference between L.A. auditioning and New York auditionings. Mm -hmm. Tell me, tell me the difference between New York I'm, auditions okay. are like real gutter. New York auditions are a testament to what our personalities are. Okay. You got to wow me in the first five, ten seconds or get out of my face. Wow. Right? So okay. we don't care what you got on. Just come in. Let me see what skills you have. Dance, pick up the choreography. All right, you're high. Go. L.A. was something else. I came in. I had on like my Doc Martens. I had knee pads. I was ready to get busy and I'm standing in a room with all these girls in fishnets. Crop tops, bra tops, right, stomach sure. out, leotards, and I'm like, okay, hair, makeup. I got a bandana tied around my head, right, like sure, real, sure, you sure, know, sure. got a rough neck, not, you know, very whatever. And they don't even let me audition. They have a stand in the line. They're like, you stay, you stay, thank you, you stay, thank you, thank you, you stay. And so when I got a thank you, that meant like, all right, goodbye. I was like, but wait. I and I knew I'm in a room with other girls that I could dance better than but I didn't look the part. And okay. that's how auditions were before they even let you dance. So I was like, I'm going back to New York. What is this bullshit? What is this? Right, right. So they picked you before you even see your talent. It was all about the look. that. Body, look, hair, everything. And I'm like, you could put a wig on a pig, like right, as long sure. as the pig can dance. Like, oh, you know, damn pig, fuck them. No, I, queen, yeah. queen should let you dance. No. Um, so you said some people think you have danced on Soul Train? Oh yeah, they. I um, think you danced on Soul Yeah, Train? I was never a Soul Train, Train dancer. dancer. Like props to Jody Watley, right, and right, two Asian them. girls with the long hair. Right, sure. But no, I, but I danced on the show with like Keith Sweat and sure, Guy sure, and Heavy right, D with right. the performers. But you know that was a staple. That would have been legendary for me to have been a part of that show. But I was kind of like aged out, I guess, a little bit. Wow, really? Yeah, Hold on, there's some old people. I've seen some niggas in yeah, there, but... 40 years old up there, <laughs> there with a cane and shit, you know. Who is this light-skinned nigga with a cane and shit, old-ass nigga? Uh-huh. Yeah, Hell no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, um, okay, aged out, wow, wow. Um, you've, 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 you've really done a lot of stuff. Um, um, let's talk about the Biggie thing. I heard you did a, a town hall, you talked about hip-hop and for peace, um, about on Biggie's birthday, you, you, you were talking yeah, about that. What yeah, is that about? Yeah, yeah, it was really good. I mean, you know, we've seen all this gun violence, not yeah. not just so much what's happening in the schools, but just in our neighborhoods, right? Because sure. they're always saying it's the black-on-black -black crime scenario that's, that's happening and, you know, the N-word and all these other things, and, and you guys are killing yourselves. And so the call to action really was to try and get every single community to really sit down and assess what they can do to protect the kids mm -hmm. the elders mm -hmm. and you know move it out of the neighborhoods mm -hmm. and just kind of evolve and see what is it that you need that we can try and do 
to stipulate that you guys are not going hungry, that you don't need to be killing each other, mm -hmm. you know, that kind of a thing. So mm -hmm. um, there were a lot of people who were involved with it, who were there to um, really kind of push the envelope forward and take it more on a nationwide thing. So I think you can't have enough call to actions. You know, we can meet in town hall 20,000 times until like there are some jurisdictions that are changed, some, some components of, you know, the laws that are changed, the gun control stuff that we're talking about, getting the drugs off the street, creating jobs or, you know, that it's just more than minimum wage so these people don't feel like they got to shoot everybody and sure, whatever sure. and that they can feed their families sure. and stuff like that. So, but it was, um, it was really interesting and I think we're going to be doing another one soon. You know what, I, I feel like I noticed, and I've talked about this before, and even in my community back when I work with the mayor and the city council, you know, we have little pockets that are really, air, apartment complexes are really dangerous around there, you know, people mm -hmm. getting killed and so forth. Um, it's a shame how, I, I, you know, on my phone for some reason, I, I always get, who got killed? Some rapper got killed. Don't ever, you know, scratchy, scratchy, little Rex, little Bix. Right. I mean, who the hell is this from, from Indianapolis, you know, whatever, but he got killed. It's young. I'm like, who the hell is this? And I only know about him after they get killed, you know, right. I don't, you know. Right. But I go online and I look at the video. I, I Google the video, on, you know, on YouTube. And they got guns in their video, money. They talking about shooting their ops and so forth, and, you know, killing. And I see that all the time. But the videos are up there making millions of views. But let me say I'm going to kill a gay person. Shoot a slap a gay person. That video will be pulled down. Hey, let's cut it off. Hell no, you ain't gonna. You know, and I and I say, why do they let young black men talk about killing each other in these videos? They'll tell you, niggas over on Chris, I'm gonna kill you on 48th and shit. Y'all hit your ass. And they keep them videos going. But when it comes to, you know, the LGBT alphabet people, they if you do anything about them, they cut it off. And that's disheartening to me. It's like almost they want to let us go and do that crazy stuff. And I'm sorry, that's what I'm saying. I'm sorry to interrupt the guest. That's crazy. But um, I feel like, well, no, I'm so passionate about it. I, I feel like nowadays, it used to be, when I came up, they were rappers wanting to be gangsters. Mm -hmm. Now it's straight up gang members who rap. Right. It ain't any other way around. It's, you know, majority of no, young kids. Well, I mean, there's so, there's so many things in what you just said, right? Because one, still the powers that be, Ooh, as much as that we are trying to get the black people up in these, you know, positions or even in, a, you know, the comptroller or whatever positions, there's still not a lot of people who are into politics from that level. That, that portion, in proportion to people of color in politics versus the white people is a still very, you know, small proportion. Secondly, Social media is a gift and a curse, Ooh, right? Yeah, because it. now you can really see, and that's why people like Terrence J are getting followed home from the club and whatever, because now people know where you live. You're so busy flossing, coming from the plane. Here's my money, throwing cash or whatever. And so, you know, there are people, the guy that you made the record with in fifth grade that you didn't bring with you when you got your record deal is home mad in the projects. So now him and his new crew are coming to get you because you didn't bring them along. Mm. And it's like, even if you're trying like Nipsey to give back into the community, it's that one person and it only takes one who's still mad that it's not them who is, whether it's jealous and, and, and envy and all of that other stuff. So there's just so many factors that are just involved in all of this. And I, I wish we had a solution because then we could just push a button sure. and it would all be done. Sure, but there's sure. always something that's going to keep evolving. Like I said, I wish YouTube wouldn't show those videos. I'm, I'm a person for freedom of speech. I say speak it on. But if it's going to be a detrimental, you know, to some people, YouTube, what's, it, what's the name with Trump? He was talking crazy and then Twitter yanked him off. So I like for that to, you know, you just can't have guns video and talking about killing other people in your videos. Find another way to rap about your, you know, your ops yeah. besides some, I'm going to kill you, you know, and then that's what wind up happening or they wind up getting killed and before you know it. And it's sad, man. I see these young brothers going through it and it's just, 
you know, I mean, we, like you said, which is a button push, we can change it. But at least vocalizing it, and I try to do stuff in my community, trying to get them, you know, I, you know we have like certain days, like, a, you know, certain day, mm -hmm. Young Black Men Day in, in the park or whatever. We just try to get and talk to these people. Yeah. And, um, I, you know, I, I just hope that, I don't know. But speaking of death, you know, Biggie got killed like that. Now, how did you know? You knew him pretty well, right? I mean, um, you really, really knew I did. I mean, we didn't like hang out and be like, what right. you doing? Come sure, over. Sure, but sure. because we shot so many episodes of stuff together, him and Tupac, like mm -hmm. we were all really just friends, playing spades. I can, you know, come wow. home and like, I'm, a, you know, family with Junior Mafia and Kim and Puff and all like, because we were around for so long. And I think because they had a mutual respect for me, I had mutual respect for him. And we all just kind of like grew up in the trenches of just like, I didn't hustle. I wasn't a, you know, a, sure. a D girl with none of that stuff. I wasn't on the block. But there's that, when people see your grind, then there's that kind of respect and that embrace. Like, you know, I get love from Fat Joe and all this stuff. So it was really heartbreaking. But again, words have power. So sure. when you're making an hour, an album called Ready to Die and all that other stuff. And, you know, sure, again, sure, it only sure. takes that one person sure, sure, who's sitting sure. in Kansas, Mississippi, you know, Missouri, right. wherever, just mad that it's not them flossing and, and, and on stages or whatever who are ready to pop off or like make a point so that right, they can right. become well known. So, uh, Unfortunately, uh, you know, pocket passed and I remember back in the days you had thought that Suge had something to do with it. Do you still today still think Absolutely. he has something to do with it? Of course. You really today you still think all the information you got and you still think he had something mm -hmm. to do with it? And he would risk, I'm, I'm not saying yes or no, and he would risk himself being in a car when them guns are popping? Of course. How do, you, how do you make yourself not look like an accomplice to a murder? But, but that's too close. That's too close. That's too close. Just, uh, Listen, you can't shoot in my car while I'm sitting there. Yeah, but if it's like, over. what do you call it? Uh, what if it goes straight no, no, through or if it's if, a flesh wound if, or if something it, And like, if it don't, what happens then? Well, that's the chance you're willing to take. Oh, hell no. But, you think Suge can take that chance? But look, yeah. at karma, look, look at karma and all that other stuff that's happening. Well, okay, now, I right? agree with so, that. I agree with that. The karma is know? jacked up, but to think that he did it... Uh, I, I, you know, I, that was I, that's I think, like the best alibi anybody in the world could ever have was to be in a car right there and then like I didn't do it. I was, look, I'm bleeding. You know what I'm saying? Okay, okay. Look at you, like, I, mm. I'm gonna see how far you go to prove, prove some shit one time. Okay, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna follow. <laughs> you, I'm definitely gonna follow you. Oh, don't think it, I it, didn't it, think about it, you. You know, yeah, nigga cheats. You be like, hmm, is how that can what I you get rid of the body? That's that. Well, that wow. <laughs> <laughs> wow, wow. Okay, okay. So what do we have coming up? You know, what are you, you working on right now? Uh, I've on? been shopping like before the pandemic. Okay. I started working on a dance documentary, right? Um, I've been also trying to partner up with the Universal Hip Hop Museum, which is like getting ready to blow up in the Bronx and trying to get on board with them because, you know, they're obviously going to do their dance segment. But with them, they always want to talk about the Rocksteady crew again. Much love, respect, yeah, Crazy Legs, right. I love you. Mr. Right. Wiggles, I love you. But it's like, okay, what about the rest of us who had a whole decade, the girls from the 90s? Like, can I? So I've been trying to get on the board so I can kind of help curate what that's going to look like and okay. stuff. But in the meantime, I'm, you know, Debbie Allen has kind of like given us the blueprint or us as dancers and choreographers about how to transition, right? She became an actress, producer, director. So, so when I saw 20 Feet from Stardom, right. which featured the background singers who, you know, Darlene Love, okay. and, uh, who sang for like all of the Motown artists and stuff, I was like, that story is me, 20 feet from the front of the stage as it. a background dancer. So I'm like, well, then our story needs to be told. And with people like John Singleton, I can't talk to him. Whitney Houston, can't talk to her. Uh, Heavy D, can't talk to him. Like, there's so many people that, Michael Jackson, can't talk to him. Andre Harrell, I can't talk to him. 
our stories need to be told and these okay. people were integral in the whole golden era of hip-hop of 90s so i'm trying to before COVID happened i started interviewing people like bobby brown and some of the dancers oh, wow. and Dope. tina landon which is janet's yeah, choreographer yeah, 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 i had to get yeah. my mom on camera and so just editing, I'm trying to um, shop it now. And this would be like my directorial debut. Dope, dope, so it's dope. kind Come of manifested now. into not just a documentary, but a docu-series um, as I'm really adding other elements of females who did certain things in the 90s without telling everything. So okay. pray okay. for your girl. No, no, you got, no, you got, girl, you got, you got, you got, you, 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 you all over the place. You, you're doing everything. In fact, speaking of all over the place, you know, we go on your IG page. I don't, I don't know if you know that. My crew will go on your IG page and look up some stuff. Okay. We, you know, we, we try to peep and see what you've been up to, you know, in, in the last couple of years. And we want, you know, we want some definition of, uh, of some of the stuff we've seen. <laughs> so let me ask you, what was you thinking when you was looking like, doing what was this right here what was this time right oh here? oh my god oh yeah that's you baby that's right that's not, not hiding okay no, okay that's like one of what? my very first headshots this has to be like 1989 wow ish yeah okay i got you i got you like no weave right right and no trying to look all cool whatever that's not even like my news anchor look like that's funny my news anchor look <laughs> I'm gonna tell you, you are a beautiful black woman. Aww. No, beautiful. Oh, I would have put you in anything and shit. Damn, no, you are beautiful. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the haircut says 1989. It does say that, yep. but it's okay though. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. I mean, we all trust me. I have some headshots and some shit to you. I wouldn't want to show you. But no, you are beautiful. I can't. I just, just man, for somebody to turn you down because you didn't look right. Hollywood, Hollywood's okay. whack as hell. Too bad you weren't hiring. Uh, well, okay, you're right, you're right, you're right. I was trying to get into shit my own self. All right, what about this picture right here? What are we doing here, girl? What are oh, we doing here? That, well, that's the look news anchor hair, but that okay. was supposed to be like a dance kind of thing. I like see the, the muscles. The three-quarter shot. Right, of, I see the muscles. You know, I need to get that waistline back. I'm, no, I'm no, almost damn. there. I'm working on it, but. Damn, you're lucky you wasn't on tour with me. I'd have, you'd, have, you'd, have, you'd, have, you'd have a lawsuit against my ass. I ain't gonna tell you, like, this, this nigga what, what, me. What, what, what's crazy is, do I look big to you? No. No, 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 you don't look big, but you have muscles, you know. So, so, yeah, so, you know, but arms, that's the definition. Cons considered, I was really, like, to be ask me to lose 10 pounds looking like oh, that. Oh, no, 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 hell no. Right, right, right 10 pounds, no, 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 no. But, 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 um, women didn't, uh, the average woman didn't have arms like that. You know what I'm saying? It was you know, skinny, you know, the average soul chain dance, yeah, whatever. Yeah, what do you want me to do? I know, I'm not telling you how to do it, I baby can't. girl. I'm just telling you, I know what these, <laughs> these uh, I'm sorry, <laughs> I know what these, uh, these, 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 uh, these studio executives, you know, would see, but no, no, girl. I dated girls look like you. Shit, hell yeah. And if you ain't like the girls I dated, well, oh, have mercy, okay. All right, what would you think about, that? that's what I want to oh, see. Oh, Lord. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Is that, guru, is that Guru? Is that Guru? No, or? that's AMG. Bitch better have my money. Oh, okay, okay. Did you have his money? I did. Okay, all right. He had my money actually for this one. I'm not right? mad at you. Who are the two, who, who are the two at normal women they grab? I have no idea <laughs> who they are. Look at them light skin. Look at no, And that's this chocolate. is so mm. crazy because this is probably like the most naked you'll ever see me right, on anything. Right, sure. And even that was like, Mom, will you forgive me? <laughs> like, really? Yeah. Wow. Look yeah, at you, yeah, yeah. girl. Look but at now, like you. Like I said, now you can't keep clothes Is that from the video? No, that was a cover for the album. I think it was the single or for the um, oh, oh, really? Yeah. Wow. Wow, look at that. That girl up top looks familiar. I don't know what... Uh, I, don't I don't know. know. Yeah, My yeah. hair is a mess, though. No, no, I feel like girl. salt and pepper when they look back at their old yeah, hairstyles yep, yep. and you be like, Push Lord. it, the push it video. That's the push it video right there. You got the push it video. No, I like that. I right, got no, one more picture. What's it with the... What was this? Oh, this is when... Ah, uh, Brett. What's his name? Brett Walker? Brett Walker. I remember him. Me, Joe. So this was kind of like 
their whole new campaign. Actually, Rachel's probably on one of them sides. Not cut it off, but uh, okay. Um, and yeah, this was like the whole transition transition of like BET getting like new uh commercials and advertising and stuff and right. so like reboots of everything and this is when brett and i started to do unreal they moved sherry to bed on jazz donnie was doing something but they were phasing him out and then joe claire was kind of just still on rap city hold on hold on hold on am i looking at wrong or something wrong with donnie shut from head on the right hand on the right <laughs> the fuck is going it's on like, oh why he must, he must just woke up. He must, I was like, see, see, what and the, that's the little wig I had on. That's the first time and probably the only time I've really ever worn a wig. No, maybe twice. I'm right. Not, I'm not into these wig thingies, but yeah, unless I'm on stage, so. The big legs, is that for uh, uh, for legs or is that just for legs? For your Leslie, is that what it is? Yeah. Not legs? Because I didn't name myself that, trust me. Who named you Big Les? It was, I can't remember what video that I was working on, um, but... I remember um, they were hired somebody, probably with the Adiva video, I think it was. Uh, it should have been me. And they had hired a guy to do gymnastics to do the remake of the Blues Brothers with Jim Belushi right, right, backflips right, right. down the church aisle. Okay. And the guy was whack. And I was part of the choir people right, who were sure, dancing. Sure. So there was an AD there. Oh, my God, I can't think of his name right now because I want to give him his props. Right. But he was there, and I was like, let tell him I could do it. Tell the director I could do it. And the director was like, I was like, I can do it. And he was like, not even trying to hear me. So I made everybody clear the aisle, and I said, tell him to roll the cameras. And so he let him roll the cameras. And so I, you'll see it on my video. I did like three backflips and a, and a somersault, and they were like, oh, Okay, she's in. And I, like they had to bump up my rate and all that after that. You know, stuff about that. Your gymnastics damn near helped your career uh, many times. Every time. Dancers out there, get your ass a gymnastic class a couple of times. Okay, you see what Miss Big Les said. Okay, all I that old not. shaking and all that old that's cool. But bitch, learn how to flip. Seriously. Okay, learn how to flip. Okay. <laughs> damn, that is so dope. All right, before you leave, out here, what we do? We do a little, a little game and ship here. We get, everybody plays the wheel. Everyone loves the oh, wheel. We go. got to spin the wheel and see what it is. <laughs> And on the wheel, we have a couple of things. We say um, one is, if you had to choose to eliminate one thing out of three things out of a man, would it be his face, his looks, his face, his teeth, or his ding ding? What is more important to you? What's the least important of all three things that falls on that? How you lost your virginity? Uh, you do a celebrity crush call. So if you um, if it lands on that, you have to pick up your phone and act like you're calling a celebrity that you have a crush on. You think as an actress, you know, you know, okay. whatever you think, and you have to say, hey, this is, you know, Shawn Moore, whoever it is, or I'm mm -hmm. Brett Walker again. Or me, oh, it's all good. I'm sure. Okay, what you do? No, no. And just say you got a minute to see him coming over your house or you coming over his house okay. to get some bootay. See okay. how your see how your macking goes. A secret you never told nobody. Something you want to get off your chest. Um, the biggest lie you ever told. Um, and you can feel free to repeat any of those stories you just told me. Um, <laughs> that's what you. <laughs> um, who would you change places with and why? And that's it. It goes over and over. So what we do, we do a drum roll. You spin it as hard as you can, and wherever it lands at, we get. Y'all give a drum roll. Y'all ready for a drum roll? Let's give a lead and spin it hard. Girl. There you go. Where the fall? Oh, hold on. Here we go. This. There it is, right <laughs> How you lost your virginity? Oh, we quiet on the set. Let's give it to her. Let's give it to her. So you got two minutes to tell me the story, or up to two minutes. And, and tell me the, all the details. I'm you know what's crazy is what, that I what? set it in my phone the day that I lost my virginity. So it goes off every year. And it literally, my anniversary just happened. It was June 4th, 1984. Okay, okay. And every okay. time I hear the song uh, by Billy Ocean, Caribbean, Caribbean Queen, Queen, because that was the song that was playing. In the back of the car. A, no, it actually <laughs> wasn't. See. No, okay, go so, ahead. So what happened? It was this dude who was a friend of, him and my sister were in school together. My, mm -hmm. Again, my sister's four years older than me. But he was so 
font, chocolate, just beautiful. Mm -hmm. He doesn't even know till this day, and I'm not even about to tell him that he's the one that like took right, my virginity. Right, right. But he happened to come up to the school, and I guess I just didn't look my age. You know, I, I was early developed. And so he's like, what are you doing? I was like hanging out with you. Literally, bold wow. New York chick. And he was like, okay. well, then let's go. Went back to his spot. Well, well he went to your school. He was, he's, he's out of your he school. He went, right. But he happened to come by, I think, to see somebody on a basketball oh, team or something. Kelly-ass nigga. Okay. Yeah. Oh, okay, go ahead. Go ahead. So he came by my school, and right. I happened to see him, and he knew that, you know, right. he was my sister's friend, whatever. Sure. And I was like, I'm hanging out with you. So we go back to his place, and next thing you know, we start kissing and stuff. But I was, like, ready. Like, I was just... At that space right. and time, just like... He had his own apartment? He had his own apartment. Ooh, and, and you knew what it was. When you said whatever you... Whatever you what did you say? What, what? you doing? I'm, you doing, doing, I'm doing, hanging out with you, yeah. So at that point, you was ready to be deflowered. You, I, you was, I was ready because I had kind of fantasized about him for so long. Really? I had a crush and he really didn't know. Okay. And so I think he just was kind of like, well, come okay. on, let's go. And okay. I was just like... So I remember just... <laughs> in his bedroom... And my eyes were just wide. Like, I just was kind of waiting for everything to happen. Hold on, hold on. Give, give me all you. So you go into his apartment. He says, let's go to my bedroom. Or you get some, some grape jelly, grape juice no, or some like, shit. No, like, I probably got something to drink. And next right. thing you know, I sit on the bed. Next thing you know, he just climbs on top of me. So you go into the bedroom. So you went to the bedroom. You know, yeah, because it's, like it's like a, a single. studio. Yeah. Oh, okay, cool, cool. So okay, it's okay. not like we had to go in another okay. room. Oh, oh like, okay, okay. Like right so there. he sits there. So, okay, you sit there. So like, I sit on the bed, probably get a little something to drink. Okay. And next thing you know, he like climbs on top of me. And we start ooh, kissing ooh. and stuff. And first, it's like the whole dry hump thing. Right, right, sure. And it's like, because back in the day, dry humping was like playing. Caribbean, Caribbean. No. Yeah, it's it's playing. Okay. You know, it's playing, and um, there was like a, a curtain like this. Okay. Yeah. Um, over where his closet was, so okay. I remember like it was really close to the bed, so I remember hitting that, and that's where his stereo was. So he had to kind of stick his hand over there to turn on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, right. right. And <laughs> we would listen to the radio then, so it had to be like KTU or, or Kiss FM or right, something sure, in New sure. York that was playing it. And um, I remember him getting condoms. Right. And Ooh. he he actually took my panties off. I didn't actually take Ooh. mine off, but I kind of just like laid there. And because I had heard so much about, oh my God, you're gonna bleed. Right. Oh my sure God, it's hurt. gonna right. hurt. Oh my God, just prepare yourself. So I was kind of like this, looking at the ceiling, right. like waiting for explosions or something. Sure. And I just was kind of like, oh, that's Hold it. How, how much how much time? But remember, because I had been in gymnastics and probably like split the beam right, and whatever, right, right, the legs, that you know, whole yeah, hymen right, right, of right, mine right. probably was already broken, Broke, so okay. I didn't feel anything. So I was just like, oh, oh, I guess I'm supposed to move a little bit and whatever. And it didn't last long. And it was wow. like, okay, we kissed a little bit. And I still to this day am the same person who like got dressed and was like, all right, I'll see you later. I'm out. And they're like, where are you going? <laughs> like, that's kind of like who mm -hmm. I am. Mm -hmm. I don't get that attached emotionally wow. with sex. Damn, well, so, damn, okay, all right, yeah. but hold on. So, 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 what he was working with, would you say it wasn't really the right side? Was he decent, or you just had a big vagina? I, well, no, I'm just joking with you. Just, no, my shit, my shit was extra no. tight then. Okay, now, well, you say he ain't done nothing. You ain't, were you Chinese, <laughs> black and Chinese shit? No, he was black, but, okay. like, I really, I didn't have any kind of, fathom up size or anything like I didn't know at I that time I know but so now you say you know what he was he, he was pretty I, I handled a horse in the beginning or oh, that was a little pig oh, I'm, yes, I'm, I'm asking questions a, I'm absolutely a size queen now oh are but, you? Ooh, okay. oh yeah without question damn but petty. then I wouldn't have known <laughs> <laughs> petty, what about the heart the heart of a man
Aside, <laughs> you, you, you cold-blooded, girl. But no, I, I truly enjoyed having you on the show, girl. You are something else, man. I love I, you, yeah, yeah, No, I really do. I really, really appreciate you coming on the show. You're so open and so fun. This is what I expected it to be, to be honest with you. I, yeah. I felt, I think about it today, I said, well, I don't want to be tight with her. It's like, I know her. Let's just say I'm talking like I normally do. But, you know, we never had a long conversation. Mm -hmm. then, uh, one thing about you, you're open book, you're fun, you're, you know, I, I really wish you nothing but success. And I mean Thank that. You. I don't, I'm not saying to everybody that, but I, I really mean it with you. I really want you to have success, man, because you've been through a lot. And for you to still be maintaining, a, you know, and be relevant at this time, you know what I'm saying? As a dancer, it wasn't like, you know, dancing isn't easy, I don't believe. You know, that's a, no, to keep a career not. going as a dancer. And wow. I mean, thank God I've been able to transition into like radio and TV and all these other things and still pick up choreography and stuff. But we both know even the road is like this. There's valleys and there's mountain peaks and it's just been flavor right. of the month and all the social media now and right. reality TV shows and they're getting the jobs just because they smacked the bitch and they're yeah. like, hell yeah. What about me? They don't know. You right. know. Sure, sure, so sure. We're fighting but, but let me ask you, this is for, for the fellas because I know the fellas want to know, like, like, like you said, you, you know, thank you and peace out, nigga, I'm out. Mm -hmm. But what, what kind of, what kind of man could get you to stop and slow down? Because you know, you know, okay. like, what you, yeah. Listen, let's be clear about who I am, right? If I'm single, right. I am single. Okay. That means right. you on Monday, you on Tuesday, right. you on okay. Wednesday, okay. however it's going down. But okay. when I'm in it, I'm the most loyal, loving, Sagittarius that. you ever will find. I believe so that. So I was in a five-year, almost five-year relationship, and then. I was in a 17-year relationship, lived together oh, wow. for 17 years. Wow, okay. So I've only been single like three years now, back okay. to like making up for lost time. So um, I like someone who now at this stage, in this age, right. got their shit all the way together. Like Credit, th those house. two guys, like I was in it for potential. Like I date really, really smart men. I'm a nerd. So I like men who know how to conjugate their verbs, who like, you know what I'm saying? Sure, sure, sure. We can talk about Greek mythology and, and, and the Freemasons and wow, okay. all that. I'm, I'm that kind of nerd. Okay. I read books and stuff all the time. So I love men who are really smart. I want somebody who can help me elevate and evolve, who got a passport, who I, can ooh, swim, who works out. And it's just easy because I want peace and I want joy and I want laughs and I want orgasms. That's it. Let's go. So, That's it. Okay, so you'll be single for, for the rest of your life and shit. <laughs> no. you too much money. And you've got to be black. Is that, is that, are you a height requirement woman? I guess you have to be taller than me. I'd like preferably over six, but I'm five, six, so give me five. I like to climb a tree. Oh, so, okay. You know, all right. All right. Give all right. me like six all right. feet. Nice. And he has to be uh, physically fit, I would Absolutely. say. Physically fit, okay. Absolutely. And willing to work out with you. Absolutely. All right, all right. Yeah. And let's keep it 100. Are we talking uh, 3 inches, 7 inches, 10 inches? What are we working with? Like What's 10, the least? I'm like 10 would be great. I'm a size queen, for real. Uh, oh, oh, okay, know? okay. But, you so know, everybody does oh, come like that. They just hit the click button right there. They delete my shit. Like, bing, but bing, bing, I need somebody who's passionate, who's, right? you know, I want somebody who loves the way I smell, the right. way I taste, the way right. I talk, oh. the way I laugh. Like, you and know, who can dance, who right, right, sure. can travel, who, sure. you know, I don't. I'm not going to say that. I want somebody who wants to take care of me and take right. care of us. Right. But I bring shit to the table. Right. So right. we got it, you know. If he has all that and he just, and, he's, and he has, can he have kids? I've never dated a man with kids. Ooh, I've fellas. never, I know. Oh, and I'm like this daddy. age. So me trying to find somebody who doesn't have kids That's is right going to be, Come on now. you know, yeah. a real interesting right, task. Right, right, right. I've never, um, I've never, I've, I've never cheated and right. I've never like, had an affair with like a married man right, knowingly okay. like knowingly, i've never right, so i'm right, not right. that chick either right sure um, sure sure but i just want somebody who's ready and that's key if you are ready and i and i'm not trying to get married tomorrow right. we may not even be able to get married like 
you can sign my prenup, I'll right. sign yours, I'm with all of that, and we right. can just kind of ride it off into the sunset. And You're here in La La Land, does he have to live in La La Land, or he has a one day move? How do y'all, would you be willing to move out of La La Land, or vice versa, if you really no, the right no, guy? I'm, listen, I'm down to move to Paris, somewhere warm. Spain, like somewhere warm, I'm down Well, what about warm. Cleveland? Shit. No, no, no. it's Damn. cold in Cleveland. So good men, in, good men in the Midwest, you can forget about this one. Okay. No, we're not, we're right, not right, doing right. that. Right, right, right. We're not doing that. that. I'll uh, move to a, maybe another city, but I'll keep my place here. Like, we're going to okay. be bouncing around, and our work requires that we fly around, so that's okay. just going to be what it is. But right. Age uh, over 50? I've never dated a man older than me, and I'm... In the oh. 50 category. Ooh. So this would be for, I like them young too. Okay, all right now. Because <laughs> these old men right, can't right, keep right, up. Right, 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 so, right. But wow. You, Christian, you know what it is too? Men my age aren't looking at me. Yeah. They're looking at 20 year olds or somebody who really, they can have a baby with maybe if that's right. what they want. Right, right, right. And so for me, that looks a little different. We got to work a little harder. So. Right, right. To get, yeah. well, well, we ain't have no babies. You two are, come on now. Yeah. I'm not, no, shit, it's over. It's a snip cut. It's a, it's a wrap. Okay, shit. Yeah. I got enough babies, okay? So, but no, so, I, well, I hope you find somebody, man. You deserve it, yo. You deserve well, it. You're a beautiful woman, too, at this age, too. Come on, you say you're in the 50s? I thought you were like 39 or something. Shit. I'm 25 forever. I, I ain't mad at you, girl. I ain't mad at you. No, 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 it's a beautiful thing. Well, I can't let you leave out here without giving you a little gift of support. Yes, and it's thank Christmas. You. Yes, yes, yes. Let me get you some something, a little something, something here for you. I got my book right here. The hey. book you saw right there. Yes, yes, I get that. It's called uh, My 100 Homies and Phonies of Hollywood. And guess what? I'm going to start doing a new one, and you will be a homie in that sucker. Yes. Okay? Yes, yes, yes. I made the homie list. We'll, we'll this be, is uh, dope. Without a doubt. Come on. It's all in, uh, you can do a book like this. All the encounters I had celebrities okay be it one day i met him or i know him for years and stuff so i wrote about it and um it's the, a lot of celebrities who in the book read it and re remember the parts like oh, i remember that so that do you know some of the people on there who's, who's some people on your you can Let's recognize see. oh we got i've known all of them it's chris okay Hawk, Aaliyah, okay m okay is that the rock yep. of course who's that at the top right there's tyson in the middle holly top right wendy there it is okay. right there. Okay, yeah, that's it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. yeah, I met them all and stuff. Mm -hmm. So good. And you get official, uh, you get official Piers Panic Room shirt. Egg, uh, right you know green's my favorite color. Is it really? It is. Oh wow, Thank yeah, that's you. actually the last green I have. Oh perfect. And you know I'm gonna cut it up, crop it up. Oh, come on, I'm gonna do it, do it right, man. Thank you Hook so much, Les, for coming through. Okay, she I love really, you, really, no, I love you too, sweet. I appreciate it. Thank you, thank, thank you, baby girl. Y'all, it's another dope episode. Thank y'all so much for watching Piers Panic Room. Don't forget to hit the notification bell or the subscribe button. Hit, make sure you do that, y'all. Thank y'all so much. We had a great big Les. I've learned a lot about her. I hope y'all learned a lot about her. We'll be doing it another another week, so just watch out, man. Thank you for supporting Piers Panic Room, and holler at your boy later. We out. What's up, y'all? It's your favorite around the way girl, Big Les. And listen, I survived. Pierre's panic room. I'm a G, of course I did. Turn me up a little bit. Turn me up a little bit. If you like that show, like, subscribe, and comment below. You know, hit the, hit the notification bell. Hit the subscribe button, man. We want you around. Appreciate it.